the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Courageous Christianity, a public nonprofit ministry equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world that challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. As a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves with numerous combat deployments, Richard Mendelo has walked dangerous ground in peacetime and in war. Join us as he and his guests shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for courageous Christianity. And here's your host, Richard Mendelo. Friends, welcome and thank you for joining us on Courageous Christianity. Since late March, we've been talking about struggle. And our hope with this series has been to reshape our perspective on struggle, to provide spiritual and cognitive tools to help us in struggle, and to encourage us that when we bring our struggles to God, He will walk with us and use them for our ultimate good. If you've missed those shows, they're available at kkht.com, on courageouschristianity.today, or on your favorite podcast app. As you know, The Bible says very positive things about struggle and the value of struggle. James chapter 1, verses 2 through 4 say, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let that perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. So believing in the value of righteous struggle is critical to struggling well, and the purpose of this series is to help us to struggle well so that when people see us as Christians in struggle, they see the difference that being a Christian makes, that walking with Jesus makes, how it changes us from the inside and makes us into something new, and that makes us more capable of living a good life. So, in the first two episodes of the series, Christy and I talked about struggle from the cognitive and transformational perspective, leveraging Christy's coaching expertise. Then Pastor Ron Bates joined us to give us his perspective as the pastor of a large church. Next, David Savage, the host of the radio show Wrestling with the Inner Man, talked to us about internal struggle. And Pastor Brian Runge, one of our favorite Courageous Christians, if you remember him from last year when we did that series, he joined us to talk about his journey 
and his struggle to find his place in ministry. And then we had a two-part conversation with Kelly Hall, a military wife, author, and mother of four children, three of whom are profoundly deaf. And finally, last week we spoke with Wendy Geikema, a leadership and executive coach who told us about losing her son to suicide and her struggle to endure those very dark, seemingly endless days. So this uh, series has not been without depth. I would say it's been quite amazing for me. Yes, definitely depth. And it might seem like maybe not a lot of lightness, but I think we we have to look at struggling and the, the darkness that comes with it to be able to have that light. Yeah, and then it says consider it pure joy. And so we're going to dig into that because how, if it's so dark, can we consider it pure joy? What's right. that all about? And so today we're going to wrap up the series as Christy and I review what we've learned over the past two months. And if you could see me here in the studio, there's papers everywhere. (laughs) Our guests have said such amazing things, and I've taken careful notes, as has Christy. So uh, I can't think of what this place looks like with the paper all around it. Um, Maybe New York after the Macy's Day Parade. That's what comes to me. I don't think it's that bad. (laughs) Okay. Uh, in any event, that beautiful voice is my uh, wedded wingman, Christy Mendelo, and I am so grateful for her. Say that fast three times, wedded wingman. No. <laughs> Friends, let us pray together. Lord God, over the ages you have demonstrated your faithfulness, your careful provision, and your love in the things you have made, the people you have created, and the miracles you have performed. Regardless of our struggles, self-imposed, the work of circumstance or nature or illness, or those which are forced upon us, we know that you are with us and that you work all things together for good for those who love you and are called according to your purpose. And so, Father, we ask that you are with us in this conversation to guide our words and to help everyone who hears them. We pray that in all of our struggles, We have the courage to believe and to trust in your unfathomable love and that your will be done in us and through us as you restore this lost world and prepare us for eternity with you. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So friends, in talking about struggle and suffering, I just want to say this. It is perfectly natural to want to avoid it People want to move away from pressure. That's how you guide a horse with your knee. You press and he goes the other way. Jesus himself said, If it is possible, let this cup pass from me. But we also cannot forget the second part of that scripture, which says, Yet not as I will, but as you will. And so in facing his own crucifixion, Jesus focused on his Father's will. And he didn't want to go through that in his anguish, but he was focused on his father's will, and he believed in his father's plan to redeem this lost world. And that belief shaped his ability to endure the cross set before him, to overcome sin, and to defeat death. And the same holds for each of us. Chesty Puller was a famous Marine Corps general, And he led his Marines when they were completely surrounded by North Korean and Chinese forces in the famous battle in the frozen reaches of North Korea, the Battle of 
the Chosin Reservoir. And when they were surrounded, he said to his Marines, All right, they're on our left, they're on our right, they're in front of us, they're behind us. They can't get away this time. I mean, can you imagine that? He instilled in his Marines the belief that those surrounded at the Chosin Reservoir, they were victors. That belief forged the fighting spirit which allowed them to fight their way out of a seemingly impossible situation. They believed they were victors, and they believed in their general. They made the choice to believe when all hope seemed lost, and again, the same holds for us. So, nobody wants to suffer, and yet we know that life is filled with pain of all sorts. I don't believe that God creates that pain in our lives, but I do believe He will use it for growth and positive change if through it all we keep our eyes focused on Jesus, our general. And I do believe that when we struggle with our eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, life's challenges will produce fruit that cannot be obtained any other way. I believe that, and my choice to believe that shapes the way I face struggle. So I don't think this is easy, and this is a serious subject. And and we've heard about all kinds of uh, hard struggle. David Savage talking about the internal. Yeah. Pastor Ron talking about uh, what he sees in a large church, everything from suicide to death to illness to relationship struggles and so forth. And And so my heart really goes out to all of us who are in struggle. Yeah, and we struggle with many different things. And so one of the things I want the listeners to hear is that there's no, like, scale of struggle. Your your struggle with maybe your finances compared to someone of something maybe what we might perceive as, uh, for example, suicide, it's independent of that person, and, 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 and that struggle can be... There's no comparison type of thing. We're not playing a comparison right. game. We just have a heart for people who are struggling wherever they are and with whatever they have because the same process is there. What we're talking about is how to struggle well with whatever it may be. So just because you meet a man with no legs does not mean that your knees don't hurt every morning Yeah. or when there's a storm coming. And I think that's very true. On the way home from the airport the other day, there was a massive traffic jam, and it uh, was caused by a, a fatality accident. Mm. And we were all made to turn around, and I was made to turn around in this parking lot, and there was a family in the parking lot. And it appeared that uh, there were some inconsolable people there. And uh, as I turned, I saw a yellow blanket covering a body in the middle of the road. And uh, later came to find out that a young lady had pulled out in front of a motorcycle rider and he was killed. And I think about that struggle and I think about what it means for that person and for that family and for the family of the man who was killed. Right. And it just has to break your heart. It does. It brought tears to my eyes when you told me about it. Not only for the family and the person who's now gone on from this earth, but uh, that's that could potentially change that young lady's life. Forever. And if forever, I mean, 
and not to make light of it, but it could be a defining moment that, you know, whatever caused the accident, um, that she learns and grows from it, and she doesn't allow it to be a defining moment that's, that takes the rest of her life. Right, and that's a point we're going to get to. Uh, struggle can define us, get us stuck, and become what our entire life is about. Or we can embrace struggle, probably go through the stages of guilt from uh, disbelief and shock to anger and bargaining and so forth. And then eventually we bring it all to Jesus and we get our arms around it and we uh, pray and worship and find ways to make decisions about what this is going to be in our lives and then we take steps to walk through it. So it was just a, an amazing morning on the way home from the airport. I stopped. Uh, there was a man living under the bridge on my way home, and I had extra bottles of water in the car, and I stopped for that. And then there was a traffic jam, and then there was this family. And so make no mistake, as we go through this show, the human condition what God must look down on every day with perfect knowledge of every situation is heartbreaking. And sometimes things are transient, and then sometimes, as Wendy Geikema said uh, in The Suicide of Her Son, what was the worst day in her life became the worst week in her life. And so we're going to talk about this in the next three segments of today's show as we try and understand the processes better and how we can uh, make struggle in our lives what God would have it be, transformational and a blessing. Stay with us, folks. And it was there in that crowded place. Hello, everyone. This is Christy Mendelo. As you may know, I'm host Richard Mendelo's wingman. You might wonder what a wingman is. Here on Courageous Christianity, it means I'm here to support the host of this show and our efforts to accomplish our mission. That mission is to equip Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield, and we need your help to do that. Your tax-deductible support is what keeps us on the air and sustains our ongoing efforts. Courageous Christianity is a public, nonprofit ministry. If you'd like to support our mission and this ministry, you can do so by texting any amount to 281-800-4940. That's 281-800-4940. And for a donation of $25 or more, we will send you a signed copy of Richard's book, Right Makes Might, 40 Days to Courageous Christianity. You will absolutely love this devotional, and it will help you to be more equipped in your walk as a courageous Christian. If texting isn't a fit, you can also donate by going to CourageousChristianity.today. So text to donate to 281-800-4940 or go to CourageousChristianity.today. Friends, thank you. We are so very grateful for your listenership and for your support. I counted the streetlights as we headed up to the chapel to pay our last respects. Friends, welcome back. We're talking about struggle in our series finale on the struggling well that we've been covering for about the last eight weeks. And... We were talking at the end of the last segment about the choice that we eventually will be put to in our struggle to either let it be transformational, uh, let it change us, let it work within us with the help of God, or 
it becomes a sticking place. And Pastor Ron said something funny when he said, <laughs> "I know what you're going to say. I love it. It's meant. It, it's like Bucky's. Yeah. Uh, there's no tables and chairs there. You're not meant to stay there. They yeah. just want you to stop, get your gas, get your beef jerky, and go. So for those who are not are, are listening beyond Texas, and actually Bucky's is a little bit outside of Texas now. Yeah. Uh, but Bucky's is like a this big crazy gas station, and in uh, everybody and their literally their dogs uh, go with them there <laughs> <laughs> and you're not meant to stay you're and so stay. in talking about um struggle yeah we're not meant to get stuck in it and a lot of people do a and for a lot of people do. it's so if you say to somebody well make a different choice is that uh, flippant is that unfair yeah i think i think you have to help them understand it and and Give them time. People process grief uh, on different scales. Matter of fact, when I went through a long period of grief, I I came to find out it was called complicated grief because it was one thing after another. Uh, uh, But I was, you know, kind of trying to dig in and understand grief. and, And I would hear from people, well, it's been two years. You should be over that. That's the language I would get. So if I were to say make another choice, well, it's dependent on one what the the struggle is, and then two, the person and and you know the the experience they have with dealing with struggle. Have they kind of learned the steps, the process that we're illuminating through this series to be able to 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 look at it and go, okay, I know, and I'm going to come through this. God is with me, that sort of thing. So I don't think you can just say make another choice because it's it's independent. It's um, individual for people, but some people do stay stuck in it and they need help out of it. So we're not saying Domino Nabisco shredded wheat, make another choice. Right. What we're saying is as you come to understanding the reality of the situation, and a couple of our guests touched on that, the reality of the situation. Uh, For example, Kelly Hall said, don't try to make sense of it. This thing has happened. We struggle a lot. Did God force this on me? Did God do this? Things happen, and God doesn't do them to us, but this is a fallen, broken world, and things happen in this world. And then where does our help come from? It comes from the Lord. So he helps us. And so now let's say we've been processing this thing, a job loss. I'll tell you who is amazing in the speed with which she had to process things was Wendy Geikema. Yeah who said on the way up to uh, Texas A&M, where uh, her and her husband had uh, come to understand that their son had taken his own life in the car on the way up there, she was already making choices about how she was going to walk through this. And she had this image, she said, of like a big pipe And she, uh, am I saying this right? She said that the less of her, God showed her that the less she was in the pipe and the more he was in the pipe, the better the the pipe would. Yeah, she had this image of this, like, if you can picture a white PVC pipe, like plastic, and and, and just the main thing he shared with her, he was like, I'm going to get you through this. And as long as there's basically more of me in that pipe and less of you. And uh, it turns out that her son had been upset about a breakup even. And when she got to the police station, uh, his ex-girlfriend was there and she was uh, 
very upset, feeling like it was her fault. And Wendy said in that moment, she immediately realized she would either forgive or uh, allow the damage of that unforgiveness. And so she forgave. And so she processed things very, very quickly. And I want to go back to that. So we were talking about like where you are with the grief or the struggle. Uh, Wendy is a coach. So as a coach, I know that we work a lot with this thinking around difficulty and so forth. So for her, not to say it was easier than others, um, she's also has a very strong walk, walk with Christ, that she had that skill set to go to. And some people may not. So again, going make another choice might not be as easy as, as Wendy did. Um, but Wendy, how Wendy has handled it courageously, I think I'm trying to find my notes here uh, quickly. Um, she said something in a very quick amount of time. I think she said, this would not define me. She wanted to give God the glory. And so I guess I just keep kind of coming back to this. If you're hearing this show right now, that these these are, as you referenced, the the process that we can go through, taking it from people who have been there from right. all sorts of struggle, struggles. Uh, there's something we talk about in aviation and in combat called the startle effect. Something happens, you're not expecting it, and then you can be like a deer in the headlights for different amounts of time. Uh, you're flying an airplane, you lose an engine, and now there's a startle effect. Or you're in combat and you start taking fire and there's a startle effect. And they actually found uh, one of the things that helps you move through the startle effect fastest is breathing patterns. Mm. You do tactical breathing, so slow inhale, slow exhale. And to to make that a habit or to make that uh, a response, an autonomic response even, just happens, you practice it when you're not in combat. Breathe in uh, four seconds, breathe out four seconds, uh, so so on and so forth. Box breathing is what it's called. But the point is, things happen. And some things you can rehearse a reaction for. You can say, if I'm driving and this person acts in this, uh, I get tailgated or this person cuts in front of me, then I'm just going to pray for them and I'm going to breathe and I'm going to make myself relax because otherwise I know I'm going to be one of, I'm going to lose my mind. And so in the light, in the calm, you can rehearse that. And now when it happens in the darkness and in that struggle, in that moment, you have a reaction that you can draw on. But a lot of what we encounter in life is not like that. Right. And so that's kind of what we're talking about in this. You go into your boss's office and he tells you, pack your stuff. Yeah. Um, we get a call to go to the hospital. Uh, your spouse tells you they want a divorce. I mean, this is such a hard life. And there is so much struggle of every kind. And I think what I heard throughout the series... What I know from my own life is immediately what comes to, into play is what is my view of God? If I believe God is kind and good and that he will make all things work together for good, then 
I know this will be a process, and it might be a hard process, but I'm going to go through it. It will be over at some point, and I will be better for it or worse for it. Well, and what I'm hearing you say is that even like now, we can start with the slightest bit of struggle, go to God in prayer with that belief he will see us through, see us through so that maybe we don't have that skill set in place now but we build that habit over time that when the the a different struggle comes we then autonomically go to God in prayer yeah um and so this is a big deal because uh, the theme of this show is going to be what is our belief about struggle and our belief about struggle comes from our belief about God, if we believe he's good and that he works all things together for good, and if we cling to that, even though things around us seem bad or horrible, that is going to be defining of the process. And if we trust the word of the Bible, which tells us about God, then we also learn about ourselves. So the next thing is, what do we think of ourselves? Are we good? Well, that brings me back, what drew me back to Pastor Ron. He said, Jesus asked, do you want to get well? Do you want to move through the struggle? So there's also that. Sometimes we don't want to move through it. So what's our belief there? We want to stay in it? Yeah. What would be the reward there? Uh, You know, I guess I would think about being, it's a little bit more comfortable change, no matter what it is, even for the, the good things, there's a little bit of loss in it because you have to leave the old behind. It it gets a little bit interesting thinking. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, uh, in, in all of this, I don't want to sound flip, but um, you have to do the work. You have to say, you have to make the decision that I don't want to be in this place forever. I met a man, this is a true story. I was on a cruise, and you know how when you're on a cruise at dinner, you sit with a whole bunch of people you don't know? Yeah. And this man, I think he was about 93, and he was married to this wonderful woman. Uh, she was sitting next to him. She was in her uh, late 80s. They'd been friends for a long time, and they'd been married for like 50 years. And all he talked about for every night at dinner was how his first wife cheated on him. Mm. So that's over 50 years ago. And his new wife is his old wife's best friend. Oh. <laughs> and so there's a guy who's absolutely stuck yeah. in this place. He hasn't let that story go. And think about the damage he does to that woman who yeah. sits next to him every night. Now, I don't know was there some dementia involved or what, but I use that as a crazy example of how eventually in our grief, in our suffering, in our struggle, and in our ability to move forward, we create a lot of damage for the people around us yeah. if we're not willing to uh, address it. And Wendy Geikema, again, she said something uh, when her son committed suicide. She said it was like a bomb going off, releasing emotional shrapnel into everyone. And imagine if she hadn't moved forward so courageously, then on a daily basis, she would have been uh, doing the same thing for those around her. So folks, stay with us. We are dealing with a difficult topic, and we hope it's beneficial. There's a cat outside my window. There's a train two miles away. And I'm feeling rather homesick. And I'm feeling... 
They fought for our freedom and made sacrifices most of us can't imagine, and now our veterans need our help. Hi, friends. I'm Christy Mendelo, Richard's wingman here on Courageous Christianity. You've possibly heard us talking about Freedom Alliance on the show. It's an organization near and dear to our hearts. Freedom Alliance is healing the wounds of war, including the devastating emotional injuries that cause veterans to reject God's love. Freedom Alliance is saving lives and military marriages. They rehabilitate wounded heroes, donate customized wheelchairs to amputees, and provide college scholarships to the sons and daughters of military heroes. I hope you'll join us in supporting our combat veterans by donating to Freedom Alliance today. I urge you to visit freedomalliance.org to learn more about their mission. We at Courageous Christianity know the team at Freedom Alliance, and we've seen them do the Lord's work. They are committed to helping ordinary Americans who've done extraordinary things. Please go to freedomalliance.org to make a contribution that will change a hero's life. Friends, since we launched this show, Christy Mendelow has been my wingman on Courageous Christianity. To our message of Courageous Faith, she adds her invaluable perspective as a transformational coach. She's the walking embodiment of courage and compassion, and she brings this to bear on those going through divorce in her own show, The Divorce Coaching Hour, which airs Saturdays from 1 to 2 p.m. right here on 100.7 KKHT, The Word. For those who are struggling in their marriages, she brings hope with guests who speak to the myriad counseling options available. For those who are going through divorce, she offers invaluable technical assistance. And for those who are coming out of divorce, she delivers a unique perspective on the opportunity for growth and change. If you are, or a friend or family member is, struggling in a marriage, contemplating or going through divorce, you need a wingman. You'll want to tune in each Saturday to hear from Christy and her guests. One thing is for sure, as I have learned over all the shows on Courageous Christianity and personally, you can count on Christy for truth, for a faith-based perspective, for compassion, and for insightful guidance. Tune in each Saturday. She'll be there for you as well. Don't miss the Divorce Coaching Hour every Saturday at 1 p.m. on 100.7 FM, KKHT, The Word. What a friend we have in Jesus. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we are talking about our series on struggle, which we've done over the last eight weeks. And we were just talking in the second segment about making a choice to move forward. And so a choice requires that you have a vision of something different, a vision of a desired end state, a vision of where you want to be when this is all over. And what comes to mind for me is Galatians chapter 5, verses 22 and 23, which say, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So these virtues all require immense strength strength of character, strength of faith, strength of compassion, and strength of will. We are not saying this is an easy process to walk walk through, to work through. We build that strength by persisting in the face of hardship, by enduring when everything in us says to quit, by pursuing our highest nature when people try to drag us down, by insisting on the Spirit when everything calls us to the flesh. By reminding ourselves that God is faithful 
and that he promised that no one who believes in him will be put to shame. So it's with that in mind, making a choice about the fruit that we want this hardship to uh, produce, and then saying, I know it's going to be hard, but I am willing to do the work, and then we make a choice that we can trust God and that we're going to move forward. So that totally makes me think of Kelly Hall, who wrote Courageous Faith, a Bible study. Um, But before we go there, I want to go back to um, the person who's still holding on to that story. And and Kelly said this, too. She said, we have to come to the end of ourselves. And I heard in there, as us talking about stories, we have to come to the end of our story, too. We have to come to a place where we're ready to let go of the story we've been telling. Because um, a little brain science, which is where I often get, if we continue to repeat a story of grief or whatever it may be, it actually is replaying in our mind. It's called ruminating, and it takes you back to that place. So it just um, it just gives it even more energy. And so I think it was it's important that we have to look at what stories are we telling? Are we retelling that story of struggle, and are we staying stuck because of it? So then we have to come to the end of ourselves, and in that, that's courageous. But then, speaking of courageous, Kelly, she says, courage is the force that catapults us from puny faith to powerful, standing on the rock faith. But you got to let go of what's holding you back before you get there. Yeah, I love what you just said. You got to get to the end of your story, and then maybe write a new ending, because Sometimes you somebody will tell you something, and you can tell by the way they tell it that they've told it many times before. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's rote. It's canned. And you're thinking to yourself, man, this person is in this story. And they're telling you a story that they don't want to be in, but they're telling it in a way that lets you know they've been in it for a long time. Well, I'm one of those people who had to come to the end of a year— uh, somehow God brought into my um, ears, mind, whatever, a, a program that was talking about exactly this, letting go of your story, writing a new story. And I remember something about like writing out a new story on a note card and then purposely saying, I'm not going to tell that story anymore. And I may still share it because it's a part of me, but I don't share it to that extent that it was like defining me, like I was still stuck in it. I had to make the choice to write a new story, as you said. Yeah, I love that opportunity because think about this. When you write a story, you can write whatever ending you want. It's your story. And I I haven't thought of that until you said that. But then you say to yourself, all right, Lord, what story are we going to write? Right, yeah. And you're talking to God and you're telling him your misgivings. And I think I may have told you about the crazy conversations I have with God, but I will have both sides of the conversation. And I, honestly, a lot of the time, I know they're not my words. Right. And I will say, Lord, I want to write a new story. And he'll say, well, so do I. And I'll say, well, Father, uh, where should this take us? And he would say, well, where do you want to go? And it's so amazing because Scripture says a man's heart plans his way and the Lord orders his steps. And this, and it also calls Jesus the author and perfecter yeah, of our yeah. faith, the finisher. Of, so what story do you want to write? Do you want it to be about how your ex-wife cheated on you 50 years ago in that very sad uh, example? 
Or do you want it to be about the amazing 50-year marriage you've had since? Well, just what came to mind, talking about getting to the end of ourselves, getting to the end of our story, God can't write a new story until you let go of that. Maybe he's sitting back waiting. Yeah, and then we're blaming him all the while for not transporting us out of this. You know, we talked about the valley of the shadow of death on one of the uh, episodes of this series. We prayed uh, Psalm 23, and the valley of the shadow of death, I know in its actual uh, meaning, it's talking about how death looms over us. And unlike the other animals on this planet, only humans know that death is looming. So I know that's what the real meaning of the valley of the shadow of death. So... Looking at it in that way, hey, death is looming. Do I want this to be uh, the rest of my life? Or uh, another way to look at it is in this hardship, in this valley of the shadow of whatever the situation is, this job loss, this horrific uh, death in the family, this horrific accident, is this going to be everything? And so we make allowance for the fact that we will move through it at a different rate. And we make allowance for the fact that sometimes you need help because otherwise you'll just sit down because you're tired and you don't want to walk anymore and you need somebody to lift you up and help you to keep walking like like Jesus, yeah. first and foremost. Yeah, well, first and more, foremost, for and sure. And then a coach and so forth. Well, and you look at our guests and they now all are um, either in process or on the way of doing something because of their struggle. Uh Kelly's written this amazing Bible study. Uh, Wendy um, is talking to people, other parents. She's involved in uh, groups, kids who've gone through, uh, parents who have kids who've been, they've lost through to suicide. Uh, And so what brings me to this thinking of, is this going to be a defining moment good? And I'm not saying this lightly or defining moment bad. And I don't mean good as in, yay, I'm so excited it happened, but how can it then benefit pe- people? I know from one of my struggles is losing both my parents in a span of five months. What I've done since then as I've grown through the struggle is the choices I've tried to make honor my parents. And so I find honor in doing certain things for them. Uh, and, and so people, you know, uh, other people can find honor in serving others even in spite of what they've gone through. Yeah, and if that first other is God. Right. If that first other in your head is, hey, I've lost my job, and the way I handle this is going to tell the world about my God. I've called myself a Christian, and I was a Christian in good times, and now it's hard, and how I handle this is going to inform the world. And so what I learned from our guests, all of them, is that struggle is a process. And there's a beginning, there's a middle, and if you are walking through it and doing the work and giving it all to God, then there will be an end. And sure, there'll be other struggles, but you'll be stronger and ready because one of the things that walking through struggle with God does is it strengthens us and prepares us. And so struggle is a process, and what I heard from all of our guests is If we trust God through the process, it will take us places that we could not otherwise go. So we might envision one end to the story, 
And as we know from Ephesians chapter 3, he is able to do exceedingly, abundantly more than we can imagine in writing a story that you couldn't imagine. So Kelly Hall's Bible study. Well, that um, makes me think of Brian Rungi and and his uh, the struggle that he had with his ministry at the nursing home and not really liking what he was doing there. He didn't feel like that was really where spiritual gifts were. And, and, and through all that, he, not to repeat it, they can go back and listen to the show. Brian is now director of ministry relations here at KKHT and on a greater scale and probably what he could have never imagined through that struggle. Right. Uh, It's just so amazing if we bring it to God first. And so what is your belief about God? What is your belief about yourself? Uh, You're made in his image. So if you think he's awesome, then there's a good part of you that's awesome. And this place where you are right now might not be awesome, but with his help, with the people he puts in your path, like the lady who helped Brian. Right. When he had no money coming in, and out of the blue, this lady who sensed that he was having trouble with this old folks home ministry wrote him a check for $5,000. Yeah. If that's not God, I don't know what is. And so when we trust in him and we see everything as working together for good, then when we meet that person, it uh, is an opportunity and we look at it differently and we say, okay, God sent this person. How am I going to make this work for good? Yeah. For them and for me. And then ultimately, when we've done this courageously, we end up stronger in faith, better for the hardship, and ultimately more able to serve. And and who are we serving? The community and others who are in this place who need somebody to pull them from their struggle. Stay with us, folks. We're going to talk about final thoughts in the last segment. Friends, it's Richard, the host of Courageous Christianity. In addition to donations, sponsorships also help to keep us on the air and sustain our ongoing efforts. We'd love for you to join us in this mission. If you own a Christian business or an entrepreneur, or it's on your heart to support our efforts, sponsorship opportunities are available. You'll have the chance to have your message heard during each show and much more. If you want to join us in our mission to equip Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield and support us with your sponsorship, contact us at 281-656-1833 or email us at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com. Contact us today to apply as there are some requirements. So give us a call at 281-656-1833 or email us at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com. We're grateful for your listenership and for your support. Friends, welcome back. You're listening to Courageous Christianity, and we are talking about struggling well as Christians with our eyes firmly fixed on God and with an eye toward the transformational work he's doing in each of us and ultimately with an eye toward serving him and serving the community and believing that, believing that struggle will lead to that is a choice. When facing struggle, I know we need time to make choices about what we're going to believe. We talked about the startle effect and how initially everybody can get knocked back. 
but ultimately we make a choice about our what we believe about our God and about our situation. And we ask ourselves, like each of the guests said, Kelly Hall talked about when her uh, she was hearing that uh, learning that her children were profoundly deaf. She called her husband on the phone and she said to him, "Tell me what is real right now. Just yeah. tell me." Every- and so we end up in these situations where the devil's working on us and he's saying, oh, you're a bad person and see, God doesn't care about you and see, it's always going to be like this. And then you say, okay, what is real? What yeah. is real is he's walked with me through this and he called me and I've helped people and people have helped me and who and what I am matters and I'm not going to let this define me and I'm going to write a new story. And so it's a, it's a belief and it starts with uh, those choices. So when bad things happen, we have to create time and space to make these good choices. And Pastor Brian Rungi talked about how worship does that for him. When you just thank God for all he is and all he's done in your life. And Pastor Brian said he sang a lot. Yeah. And he said sometimes in his struggle, he didn't accomplish anything else that day other than the prayer and the worship that he went to immediately to try and put himself in a place where he would make right choices. I think in addition to worshiping God, we have to remind ourselves that we're not alone, that he's good and that our belief in him will help us to overcome and to grow. And that is an awesome song that you read to me this morning, the lyrics. Yeah, so throughout the entire series, I was drawn back to a song. It's called The Fire by Jenny Owens, and it's actually one that I have like think talking about Brian Rungi, like playing it over and over and over. It got me through some really tough struggles, and it's still a go-to. And I'll just very quickly read the lyrics: the pathway The pathway is broken, and the signs are unclear. And I don't know the reason why you've brought me here, but just because you love me the way that you do, I'm going to walk through the valley if you want me to, because I'm not who I was when I f- took my first step, and I'm clinging to the promise you're not through with me yet. So if all these trials bring me closer to you, then I will go through the fire if you want me to. It may not be the way I would have chosen when you lead me through a world that's not my home, but you never said it would be easy. You only said I'd never go alone. So when the whole world turns against me and I'm all by myself and I can't hear you answer my cries for help, I'll remember the suffering your love put you through and I will go through the valley if you want me to. Amazing, beautiful, and that's Jenny Owens. Jenny Owens, and what you may or may not know, listeners, and Richard, I may have not shared this, is she's blind. Oh, amazing. It reminds me of 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12, which Pastor Ron alluded to, and it says this, Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. So if you think about what does that mean? What it means is don't be surprised when you have struggle. Right. Don't be surprised when there's testing as though something strange is happening to you. Life is hard. And, count it and, all joy. Count it all joy because I'm going to make the choice that God is going to write a story with this. Yeah. And that's going to take work on my part. So to believe in God, we must know who he is. And the Bible tells us all about him and what he values and what he hates and what he wants for us. And so we have to read the Bible. And the Bible also tells us about the Holy Spirit. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, we pray to God. With fervent prayers, in the stillness of prayer, God will help us. He will focus us. He will guide us. 
He will connect us with others who can help us, and he will reveal the next right step because sometimes all you have left is the next right step. Just do the next right thing. And I'm going to fill my heart with, with those thoughts, ask myself what is the next right thing, focus on that, and then take one step at a time, one day at a time, and eventually I will walk through this valley of the shadow of death. So over the course of the series, we came up with 10 things that we think are critical. Number one, just do the next right thing. If something bad happens to you, and if that's all you say to yourself to buy yourself some time to make a choice, just do the next right thing. And then, number two, seek guidance in Scripture. We learn all about God there. We learn all about struggle there. Number three, pray. Pray to God honestly. Lord, what should I do? I feel a certain way. I feel horrible. I feel sad. I feel overwhelmed. Lord, show me what is true and real. Help me to know what good can come of this. Tell me what I must do to find that good. Number four, worship. Remind yourself of his past kindness and give thanks. Number five, take one day at a time. Struggle one one struggle at a time. The alligator closest to the boat, as I like <laughs> to say to Christy. And then, friends, think about the eternal, not the momentary. In the fight, it's very easy to get preoccupied with this tiny little fight as though it's the entire war, but it's not. Number seven, it's not about the outcome. It's about a good struggle. Number eight, and this is going to be hard for a lot of people to hear, get over yourself. And get over yourself several times, as Pastor Brian said. Number nine, set yourself up for success. If traffic annoys you, leave earlier. Give yourself more time. And number 10, finally, You cannot have victory without struggle. Regardless of what this world wants to tell you, you cannot have victory without struggle. So, if you'd like to listen to Kelly Hall's, uh, the shows we did with her, she also has seven keys, which are very helpful. And friends, that's the truth. And as you know that in every show, we have a moment of truth. And our moment of truth today, Philippians chapter 3, verse 12. Not that I have already obtained all this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Friends, I've been to war, and so I can understand those who struggle in the aftermath of combat. We may have had different experiences, but I can empathize, and in my empathy, the fruits of the Spirit are born and strengthened. And I can empathize with men who have young families and struggled to pay bills, because I've struggled there myself. And I've struggled with job changes which were forced on me, and with debt, and with the death of a loved one. And I've struggled better to understand God's purpose for my life. In all honesty, as I look back on all of it, I wouldn't change a thing. Those struggles are producing the fruit of the Spirit in me. And not that I have already obtained all this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. I have faith that the same is true for each of us. We will all suffer with life's many hardships. We will all struggle from time to time. But if we take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of us, our struggles will not be in vain. How does it work? It's easy to talk about, but how does it actually work? 
Struggle is a state of weakness. Events may be overcoming us. People may be causing us conflict. Our health might be failing. Bills might be mounting. And we are struggling. Adversity challenges us. We are in a place of circumstantial, environmental, physical, financial, or emotional weakness. And what Paul said about weakness in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 9 and 10, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Believe it. When we are weak as Christians, we are in a place of strength. When we come to the end of ourselves, we will find God. Believe it. Our God is faithful, compassionate, relentlessly loving. He is a God who in the book of Luke left 99 sheep to find one who turned the house upside down looking for one, and who waited and watched for the prodigal son to return. He will do the same for you. Believe it. God's strength in our times of weakness will encourage us to struggle forward. God's word in our questioning will guide us from the darkness of our struggles toward the light of his love. By our struggles, we will find his purpose for our lives. Believe it. Our job is to put one foot in front of the other in faith, striving only to take the next right step. Trusting Him, trusting His plans to make us stronger, to make us wiser, to make us more capable, and to mature us such that our weakness today will be our strength tomorrow and we'll find a way to better serve Him and those around us. And that is courageous Christianity and that is what we can make of struggle and that's the best that can come of it whatever the struggle. So, Christy, what would you add to that? Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> we've said a lot. Um, it is a lot. It is a lot. Uh, one, I think I, I want to encourage the listeners, this is a top-level overview of all those uh, shows, and to really go back and listen to each one because each person has a perspective on struggle and it may speak to you. You may come away with something. And if it can move you closer to Christ and out of your struggle, but to helping people as well, then uh, then I think it would be really beneficial. To God be the glory. Uh, you're not alone. You're loved by the creator of the universe. He sees you. He sees your good works. He sees your struggle. And he will help you. And he will send people to help you. And he has given you his Bible, which guided me through some of the worst times of my life. So friends, thank you for joining Christy and me today. We hope you'll join us each and every week here on 100.7 FM KKHT, The Word, at kkht.com or on courageouschristianity.today or your favorite podcast app where you can listen to those previous episodes by podcast. We are honored to walk with you in Christ. God bless and Semper Fi.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.